0: You are listening to the Fusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Nobby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, and ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes come premiere every other Friday 10 a.m. each standard time, anywhere you get your podcast, You're listening to the second episode of Season 4 of the Inclusion Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Noah Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we will be talking with members of the Fansided community to learn more about their involvement with Special Olympics movement and their recent work at USA Games in Orlando, Florida. Zach Best is the founder and CEO of Fansided. Hunter Arm- Armour is the head of video at Bansided. And e- Ian Levy is the ed- editorial director. Welcome, Zach, Hunter, and Ian to Conclusion Revolution Podcast. We're so excited to have you here today.
1: We're excited to be here, Elvi. It's great to uh, meet you and uh, share this experience with you.
0: Thank you. Bandsided is, is one of the fastest growing networks a fandom-focused sports, entertainment, and lifestyle site on the internet. Today, the company has thriving collections of over 300 communities dedicated to bring together fans to share their common passion. Fansata has covered a number of Special Olympics events, campaigns, stories over the years, and they continue to be outstanding supporters of our movement. I'm eager to learn more about your involvement with the movement as a whole. But first, could you tell me more about your experience at USA Games in Orlando, Florida?
1: Yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, I think for us, the uh, the experience was uh, more than we could have imagined. I think um, it was so meaningful to our team and something that kept sticking with me. I kept hearing from other volunteers, um, other coaches, families, Uh, people connected to Special Olympics or work for Special Olympics, that the experience did more for for them than maybe anybody else uh, that participated. And I think for us, um, being able to meet the families, athletes, walking into the games to kick off uh, the start of the games um, was truly impactful to our team and and deeply meaningful and um, made us really realize we were in the right place uh, doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, I can definitely um, piggyback on that. Um, when I went, it was just you know definitely meeting new you know meeting new other athletes that I didn't really know, and you know it's just amazing to see how connected you are. You know it's it's to see even when, you know when I wasn't playing, I was able to watch some other athletes you know do their do their sport.
2: And it was just, also I think a really powerful experience for our team in that you know I th- I think we brought something like 62 uh you know employees to f- in for the event um people from all over the country we had a couple of international uh employees people who came from from Israel and the UK um and a lot of us ha- had never met in person before you know we we had only worked remotely and so you know people people were kind of nervous and and you know meeting colleagues and stuff in person for the first time and having the beginning of the experience be um you know working and volunteering with with special olympics athletes and families um it, it was just such an example of, of what like a welcoming opening, uh, you know, community looks like and feels like. And so I, re, I think it really, you know, helped set the tone for our team, um, you know, working with other volunteers, meeting athletes and families and everybody being so friendly, so open, so welcoming, so happy to ha- to have you there and, and to be a part of, of what was going on. Um, you know, I, I think it really helped our, our team bond, you know, for, for everything else we were there to do.
0: Hunter. Can you tell me a bit about how the relationship between fanside and Special Olympics began?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, fanside, we, like you mentioned, have 300 different communities. A lot of those communities are in sports. Um, So, a big emphasis of ours in the past has been to go to the Super Bowl, go to Radio Row, and make those connections to get more interviews. Um, work with more athletes. Um, And one of those connections that we made was with Special Olympics. Uh, Special Olympics attends uh, Super Bowl Radio Row just about every year I've gone uh, with Special Olympics athletes paired with ambassadors. Um, Some of those ambassadors are pro football players. Some of them are in the entertainment industry. Um, So it was a really cool gateway for us to get to know Special Olympics better. Obviously, we've heard of Special Olympics. It's a, it's a well-known nonprofit organization, um, but to get to know some of the people on the inside. Um, so a few years of that went by where we would work together on, on interviews, um, typically around Super Bowl week. Um, but as time went on, and especially as we entered into 2020, as a company, we were looking at ourselves and going, how can we be more inclusive? Can we hire more inclusively? Can we make more inclusive content? Um, and so, having this previous relationship with Special Olympics um, was a really obvious um, strategy for us to okay, let's let's work with them more. What what content can we get um, to to better uh, be more inclusive with our content? Um, the the tricky part for us was. We have these 300 different communities. Where do we fit this content within those communities? And I know we'll kind of get into that answer in a little bit. Um, but for us, it was it was just a huge step towards being more inclusive as a company, and and part of that is with the with the product that we
0: put out there. Zach, what compelled you to want to work with Best Olympics Movement? It's
1: a great question. Um, as I was actually a high school teacher before I started Fansided and um, our school district uh, had Special Olympics uh, involved with school with specifically unified sports. Um, and I always knew there was something uh, life-changing happening with those athletes, the coaches, um, but also within our school community. Um, and it really um, kind of propelled and helped change some of the, um, how, we, how we worked with other students and how, how everybody felt included. Um, fast forward a few years, as, as Hunter mentioned, we were looking always for opportunities to volunteer and us being a mostly remote workforce, how do we connect that volunteering to, um, to all of our employees? And so for us, obviously connecting with Special Olympics, we realized that this organization made a lot of sense for us. That we're a fan driven platform and, and being a fan of Special Olympics is easy with these incredible stories and the moments that these athletes experience. So. For us, we wanted uh, to make that impact, um, to be a part of this inclusion revolution and uh, tell, these, tell these amazing stories, but also find ways we can even uh, go deeper in our, our relationship with Special Olympics. And I think for us, um, there's still obviously plenty of work to do in the US, um, but now being connected to Minute Media, that's an international tech, sports, and entertainment company, we know there's even more uh, work we can do. Um, internationally together. So I think with us, I uh, felt like it was a great organization that every employee could be connected to. Um, and I think that's, that's where we're at today.
0: Great. Zach, I have another question for you. How has fans-centered relationship between special Olympics grown over the years?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I think, um, a great question. And we're, we're just getting started, I feel like. As Hunter pointed out, uh, the relationship really just started at Super, Me- Super Bowl media row. Um, getting to work with Special Olympics, interview their ambassadors and, and tell these stories, um, really uh, sent off a spark plug. And, and Hunter and Ian and uh, various other team members really pushed us Um, to to create a new opportunity within Fansided to be more inclusive within our storytelling. Um, So that's where the relationship started. Um, And then this this idea this year is we would take our first Fansided offsite um, and and pair that going to the Special Olympics US games. And um, being able to volunteer uh, together uh, was extremely impactful for our team um, really connected us uh, after not seeing each other for a couple of years because of the pandemic. Um, and so that's that's how the relationship has has grown today. And I think as I mentioned, I think this is just the start. Um, I think the next steps for us is, is how we connect um, even more throughout our, our entire company of Minute Media. Um, I know we have employees that are, are already looking at how they can volunteer within their local community. Um, so that's a next step for us as well Um, but that storytelling across minute media is something that we really want to to continue on all of our brands Um, and then i think another step um, is working with special olympics on how we can uh, have development sessions uh, to have have people interested like yourself uh, that want to be in media um, and um, how do we give career training how do we implement hiring practices? um, to, to be a business leader, um, of inclusion.
0: Great, great, great. Ian, what did you learn from informational, informational sessions by leading, by led by athletes, employees at USA Games?
2: Yeah, this this was a really great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, Special Olympics, uh, you know, set up a couple sessions for for our employees. Um, the first one was a lot about s- sort of the structure of Special Olympics um, and the the connection between you know the national organization and the the local chapters that sort of you know deliver the sports programs in each community. Uh, that was was. Um, it was really interesting for me to to sort of get more uh, information about the the scope of the organization. Um, I have a, an older sister, Jenny, who's been a Special Olympics athlete in upstate New York for you know, 20 years, uh, probably longer. Um, and so my, my interaction with Special Olympics has mostly been at that, you know, at that local level, um, you know, the, the coaches and the other athletes that, that, uh, you know, that she works with. Um, and so getting to hear more about, you know, sort of the national organization and how that connects was, was really useful. Um, and then the second session was about the Healthy Athletes Screening Program, um, and the, you know, the, the health initiatives, uh, that Special Olympics is engaged in, which I I think is really important you know, so many people think of Special Olympics as just a, a sports organization, you know, just uh, an organization that's about participation in sports. Um, and it's so much more than that. It's, um, you know, it's it's a, a mechanism for delivering so many other things besides just opportunities to participate in sports and um, hearing that, uh, you know, the, the organization is really tackling, uh, you know, how can we deliver, you know, healthy outcomes and, and really, you know, change the lives of our athletes beyond, you know, the the couple hours a week that we, you know, we get to, um, you know, have them on the soccer field or, or on the baseball field or in the swimming pool, you know, how do we, uh, how do we, you know, take the, the lessons and the positives of sports and, and help, you know, bring that to the, the rest of their lives. So uh, it, it was really inspiring to, to hear about, um, you know, all the, all the work that's going on besides just, you know, the games on the field. Great. I
0: have a question for all three of you. What was a memorable moment volunteering at USA USA Games?
3: I, I think for me, it was um, just seeing the impact it had on each of our individual employees. Um, I had, I would say I had had high expectations for the impact it would have had and it, it very much exceeded that. Um, people were very moved by the different stories, the different families they met coming in from all over the country um and those those volunteer sessions they can be long days it's hot in florida um but those conversations and everything just lifted everyone's spirits and just it was just so fun um and i think that opportunity to meet people from all over the country all walks of life and hear their stories um was the greatest impact on me
1: but i think we had a lot of employees that are meeting for the first time, as we've noted, Um, they also deal with uh, their own social anxieties, their own, um, their own concerns about meeting people for the first time. Um, And I really felt like this volunteering opportunity really made everybody vulnerable, but also being in in such an inclusive setting um, really allowed our, our team to, to shine and, uh, it was it's truly amazing, as I said, to Hunter is 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 watching our employees have conversations uh, with these families, where families decided to stay longer at the table. They wanted to share more of their story, ask us about our stories, and and how we're connected with Special Olympics. Um, and and seeing uh, families take selfies with our employees, uh, share phone numbers, and and still communicate after the games um, was was just. More than more than we could have imagined, and I think uh, I, I shared a, a a moment with a family from Nebraska about their their son can, can be competing in Unified uh, sports with basketball, and just having uh, that that twenty minute conversation with them and and hearing about their their experience with Special Olympics and knowing that um, knowing that there's still more opportunity for us to to continue to work together. Um, it was really amazing. And then the the father left me with a a world games pin from Seattle and it was just having those little moments I think was truly special for me. And I know all of our employees as well.
2: I think for me, it was the opening ceremonies. Um, uh, you know, uh, to be honest, the opening ceremonies was also one of the harder, uh, parts of the, of the experience. It was, uh, I'm from Vermont. I'm not used to the heat and humidity. We were in Orlando. It was very hot that day. It was very sunny in the stadium. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a hot, sweaty day. And the the opening ceremonies, you know, is, is kind of a, a long event. You know, they, I don't know, 5,000 athletes, they have to, you know, get into the stadium. It's a huge logistic undertaking. Um but everybody in the stadium was just so happy to be there and so positive. And um, you know, when there was a delay, the, you know, the DJs in the stadium would would spin up some dance music. And the athletes who had already been in, who were, you know, sort of on the floor of the stadium in the seating area were popping up and dancing. And, you know, I was sitting up in the stands in the in the stadium, you know, sweating and and uh and and seeing, you know, athletes down there in the sun, you know, uh just dancing away. It was um it was just it was remarkable. To, to just sort of feel that positive energy. Uh, you know, it felt like whatever else was going on, um, you know, heat, humidity, travel problems, whatever, it, it felt like it, it couldn't touch the, the spirit of, of, of why everybody was there. Everybody was still having a great time.
0: Yeah, uh, great. Uh, you know, definitely when, um, you know, just walking into the stadium, um, it's, a, it's a life changing. Ian, what has been the most enjoyable campaign event or story you have covered about special books.
2: I'm in a really lucky position in my role. I sort of get to touch all of the the written stories uh, in this vertical that come through. Um, and so it's been, um, it's been really nice to, to see all of these different things. I think the one that's been most memorable for me was uh, one that I actually wrote myself. I, you know, I, I don't do a ton of writing these days, but um, I saw this st- story come in and it, it felt like something I was personally passionate about. And so I, I kind of carved it out and took it myself and that was writing about the unified with refugees program. Um, it's something that's, um you know, a, a story that personally, you know, kind of really matters to me. Um, and I learned so much, um, talking to Gerald and, um, David from Special Olympics, uh, about the program. Um, and I think that the two, the two big takeaways for me were one was the idea of Special Olympics as not just a, a sports organization, but as a, you know, a social services organization you're, um, you know, the, the, the organization is delivering, um, sports opportunities, but also, you know, health screenings and, you know, in in places where, um, you know, it can be hard to access other services around the world, uh, sports is a way in to deliver you know, food aid and health aid and and mental health services and educational services um, and that, the you know, the infrastructure of Special Olympics sort of makes it uniquely suited to to help on a lot of these uh, on a lot of these problems that feel big and intractable and, um, you know, often sort of abstract Special Olympics is a big organization, but they deal with individual people at the ground level. And so, um, you know, making that connection. And and then the other big takeaway from that was the idea of, um, Special Olympics being a movement from its athletes to the rest of the world and and not the other way around. Um, that was something that, uh, David talked a lot about. Um, and, and it, it really resonated. I don't think I had, had seen it that way until talking about that story, but that, Um, you know, the, the athletes and coaches of special Olympics, it's not just, um, it's not just internal. It's not just a a program that benefits the athletes who are inside of the organization and who are inside of the programs. Um, it's, it's, uh, it has benefits to give to the rest of the world, to people outside the organization, to you know, to other marginalized groups. Um, and, and so, thinking about it that way a, as a, an organization that really serves the entire world and not just athletes with intellectual disabilities, I thought that was that was a really powerful learning for me in in working on that story.
0: Awesome, awesome. Hunter, Zach, and Ian. In a few words, can you answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you?
3: I think for me, it's, it's feeling welcome, whatever room or conversation you're in or whatever commercials on TV or show, it's seeing that and feeling like you belong. Um, and I think, you know, for so long in society, um, there's closed doors to all different sorts of people and it's about opening those doors up. So, so feeling welcome are, are kind of the words that, that stand out to me of,
1: of what inclusion really means. Yeah, I'll piggyback off Hunter too. I think for me, it's that equal access to resources um, and opportunities um, where where they the individuals feel they're respected, but also their contributions are valued. Um, and I think that's, um, what really inclusion means to me. Um, and I think it would be great um, someday uh, that we don't even have to think about inclusion just because it it automatically happens
2: within society. I spent a lot of time thinking about this question and, and trying to figure out how I wanted to explain it. And I, I think my idea was changed a lot by the experience in Orlando. I think you know, at a basic level, inclusion is is opportunity to participate, you know, and in, in terms of Special Olympics, it's an opportunity to, to be a part of these programs and to, to play sports and participate. But I think what inclusion really is, is about so much more than just participation, it's access to not just the opportunity, but to sort of the, the full range of outcomes. And so like when I think about it in a Special Olympics context, it's not just the opportunity to play sports it's the opportunity to have the full range of experiences that sports provide it's the opportunity to um, you know to be challenged at your level and and uh, and to overcome challenges it's the opportunity to be on a team to build relationships to build friendships it's the opportunity to be coached you know to take feedback and set goals and improve and and overcome obstacles um, you know it's the opportunity to um, you know not just be on a team but figure out, your special gift, what is it that that you as an individual provide and can bring to a team? Um, you know, all of those things I think are are sort of part of the experience of of playing sports and being active in sports. And so inclusion in the Special Olympics model is is not just you get to play softball or you get to swim. It's you get to be all of the things that it means to, you know, to be an athlete. Um, and I, I think being in Orlando, the opportunity to for these athletes to to be celebrated and recognized for for what they're doing you know the the experience like you talked about of walking into the arena and feeling like you know i am one of the best in the world at my sport to have that recognition and that celebration i think that's part of inclusion too it's it's opening the door and then making sure that that people have access to to everything that comes after that too thank you ian
0: Sack and Hunter, for joining the Inclusion Revolution podcast. It it was great to talk to you today about how your journey with sided has connected you to the Special Olympics movement. We appreciate all the work you continue to do for the Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to the Inclusion Revolution radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.